Hello. Hello. My name is Matt Armando. And I'm Emily Riggins. And this is TBD. With Matt and Emily. Hi, everyone. <laughs> Hello. I don't think Matt liked my singing there. And I, you know what? I'll just hold it against him forever. Um, okay. <laughs> I'll put it in my little grudge bag. Do you carry around a grudge bag? I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's in my purse uh, at all times. Oh, it's a bag in your bag. I don't want my grudges to get mixed in with all my other stuff. That's true. And then when you're like looking for it, you don't want it to be hard to find. Exactly. Exactly. Um, have you been, Emily? Um, you know, same as everyone. Um, I've taken a few walks. That's been nice. Um, and besides that, I've been here in my home. Cool. Oh. How have you been? Oh, I've been fine. Uh, I put out that comedy, that little sketch I, I made. Mistakes, mistakes stickers yeah a little tongue twister for you <laughs> um go I watch that, it's on that, youtube yeah check it out google search mistakes mistakes stickers i i hope it comes up if you google that i hope it's the first thing that comes up <laughs> um and then yeah i don't know working and walking <laughs> watching television so much tv um i've been watching tiger king um and i think a lot of people are either teaming Team Joe, Team Joe Exotic, or Team Carolyn Baskin. And I just want the record to show that I think they're all terrible people and I'm on Team No One. Um, and I just think when I just think people need to focus on what's, what's true about the show is that they're all bad. They're all bad. <laughs> um, I have not watched the show, so I don't know. Just know I've they're watching, all bad. They're all bad. Got it. I've been watching McMillions, the documentary series. It's like six episodes long. I've heard that that, that is good. That that is good. <laughs> that that is good. Uh, that that is good. That that is good. <laughs> it is really good. I am on the. F I've seen five of six, so I'm like ready for the end, or I'm like prepared for the end to come. But uh, it's like it's like a wild show. It might be a topic of mine someday on this very should podcast. I, should I add it to my list of shows I'm developing of shows I need to watch during this um so social distancing time, this isolation I, time? I don't see why not. It's like I mean the whole thing is probably five and a half hours long like because each episode is like i want to say it's like 45 to an hour long each six episodes i don't know maybe it's closer to six hours but yeah it's not that long and it's like pretty cool it's got the best probably opening credits i've ever seen in my life it's got like a really good song and a really good like it's graphics and stuff trying to uh it's kind of it's kind of a, a mashup of mcdonald's stuff with like a printing press and it's i don't know it's a it's a really inventive um opening credit thing i watch it every hmm. time usually you fast forward through that i'm watching all of them <laughs> do you know what i think is a really good opening credit i have a feeling i do go for it tea talk tea talk tea talk tea talk we're talking tea today wow. also that was a great transition and i just think that needs to be spotlighted i would just like to point out that i picked up on it this time <laughs> i'm not always the best like usually i'm just like yeah what is one <laughs> but i knew what you were trying to do <sighs> matt Matt, you and I discussed the tea prior, where we don't know the specific tea we're having, well, the specific brand, but we are both drinking chai tea. Um, that is true. I am drinking a powdered latte mix, and Matt is drinking a loosely bagged tea, correct? Yeah. So go ahead, explain what explain what you're having, and then I'll explain what I'm having. Okay, so like, I'm having... Yeah. I'm having Chocolate Dove Discoveries Chai Tea Spiced. So it's, I feel like it's like a hot chocolate that's chai tea spiced, but it doesn't taste very chocolatey. I think it might just be chai tea. But my directions were for hot chai. I made a hot chai. Were to empty entire contents of bag into six fluid ounces of hot water, stir and serve. And that's exactly what I did. I had exactly six ounces of hot water, stirred in the powder, wow. and stirred. I've stirred many times. Some highlights on the ingredients are sugar, non-fat milk, non-dairy creamer, uh, tea powder blend, honey granules, spice blend, um, which includes cinnamon, clove, cardamom, anise, and ginger, natural and artificial flavors, silicone dioxide, vegetable gums, bourbon vanilla extract from Madagascar. So I don't think it's chocolate at all. I think it's just Dove brand. But Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, Dove. That kind of Dove. Okay. I got you now. Like, yeah, like... Dove bars. I don't know if you can see the, the thing, but it's... Yeah. I just I just now look... Uh, so for the listener at home, again, uh, Emily and I are podcast uh, distance podcasting, and so we're on Skype. But uh, I did not see the Dove thing originally, even though I looked right at the package, but I have now seen the... It is that Dove 
in that font that they use for Dove. So like cursive Dove. <laughs> and not Dove soap. Dove chocolate. Yeah. Not the oh. soap, right? Um, but I can taste the spice. <laughs> oh, are you going to say something? Oh, not really. No. Okay. I was just saying nonsense. Oh, okay. Well, I can taste the spices. It tastes like chai. It's not quite as like chai as like you would get from Starbucks, but I also always get an extra pump of chai in my, my chais from Starbucks. Wow. Um, That's a thing you can do? Mm-hmm. What, what, what is the statement? How do you order? Oh, tell me your order. Like order as if I'm your barista. Uh, can I get a grande iced dirty chai latte with an extra pump of chai? Or wow. if I'm getting not iced, I just go, can I get a grande dirty chai latte with an extra pump of chai? Wow. Hmm. And if I don't get it dirty, I don't say the dirty part. Yeah, but you, you're a dirty chai person. Yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that kick of caffeine. You're dirty. Um, I just want to know <laughs> that I keep repeating myself, and it might sound like it's a glitch in the recording, but it's just me being unable to talk. Uh, <laughs> I almost mentioned that earlier because you said something like three times. And it's just like, no, it's that's Emily saying it three times. <laughs> um, but it's good. I This is the only packaging I have of it, so I, I used it on this. Um, it's good. I think we had other ones at one point. Um, I went. I could have made it iced, but I decided to make it hot. I think that's a good choice on my part. Um, and yeah, that's really all I got. So the, the powder has everything, the milk and everything in it. Like it's oh. like, um, dried milk or whatever. Yeah. Cause I poured it into hot water. <laughs> right. Yeah. Interesting. And so it's a one time use. The bag is a one cup and you're done. Thing. Yeah. If I'd made the iced version, I could have poured it into water or milk. It looks like, hmm. but it's like hot chocolate, I guess. Like imagine making hot chocolate and putting it into water. I always put it in milk. Well, that's my deal. Well, it, now you know. it didn't even give me the option of pouring it into milk. It just is milky, I would say. Yeah, it sounded like there was dried, freeze-dried milk or something in there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do you like it? Um, well, do you want to ask me the question? Yeah, I guess we should just yeah do one at a time. <laughs> um, Emily, do you find this Dove chocolate brand chai tea to be your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Matt, thank you so much for asking. It's my cup of tea. I'm enjoying it. I only had six fluid ounces, so I don't have very much left, um, and that makes me sad. But it's good. How much of a how much of a mug is that? Um, well, I have like the most gigantic mug we have, but it, it's like I don't know, like oh, so, just yeah. like a reg like slightly less than a, like a small cup. Like wow. picture a small mug, it would fit in there. Yeah, I made so much of my <laughs> my drink. <laughs> I wish I could give you some. <laughs> I made a whole cup and pot. Speaking of your drink, Matt, what are you drinking today? Okay, so I tried getting some better, I tried getting a better thing, but my grocery store is um, not the best stocked, doesn't have the best stocked tea, I think even in the best situation. <laughs> and it's even worse um, with uh, quarantine, everyone being on quarantine. So I'm drinking, I, I made my own chai, well, sort of, as much as one can make their own. <laughs> but I have uh, Twinnings. Um, chai ultra spice ultra spice it's like um the spice deodorant ultra yeah but, yeah yeah it tastes like deodorant now <laughs> um let's see it uh so what i did is i took three bags and i put them all in my teapot and i i made three bags of it and then i added my own honey and milk the ingredients to my tea that it comes with is uh, black tea, natural chai, cinnamon and ginger flavors with other natural flavors, cardamom, and clove. A lot of similar spices between our things. If I read the front of it, it says there's ginger in it. Oh, it did say ginger on the back. Never mind. I take it back. I don't know. Did <laughs> I say ginger in mine? I oh, I did. did not. Oh, yeah, it does. Uh, and then it's just got... Uh, so I just steeped it like regular tea and added milk. It's I added 2%, I think. Well, how is <laughs> it? Whatever milk I normally have how's it tasting do you think you did you, did you get a good balance of hot water to milk i think i did do a good job i put in more milk than i normally would for tea mm -hmm. um i'd say normally i just put in sort of a splash of milk or maybe a slightly larger than a splash <laughs> uh but for this i think it's like maybe an eighth milk an eighth of the overall mixture yeah. is milk okay <laughs> So I definitely put more in the normal, and uh, I'm drinking it out of my hydro flask cup because I it's didn't a... know how much the, yeah. Oh, I was just gonna say it's a very fancy cup. It's very fancy. 
I, I didn't know how warm it would stay. So I put it in this because it's like, it keeps drinks crazy warm. <laughs> and because I put the milk in and I didn't want it to be like super cold. Uh, and I will tell you what, it is very hot. <laughs> um, do you taste the cardamom and cloves and ginger? Uh, I taste it all. Yeah. It's very, this is, this is, I think I did a good job. I'm being honest. Like I've had chais is made this way, like from restaurants that don't have like a good, they don't have like the powder or the yeah. liquid or whatever. And sometimes they just like put one of these tea bags into a cup of hot water and also some milk in it. And that is like an awful recipe for this. <laughs> and so I was worried this was going to taste bad, but this tastes like if you ordered a chai latte at a place, I'm really happy with how this turned out. Um, can I ask you a question? Do you think it tastes ultra? Like, do you get ultra, ultra chai spices? Well, I was going to say it was mega spiced before I read the package. But now that I see it says ultra, I have to agree. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I guess that brings us to the question. Matt? Sure. Matt? Yeah. Matt? Mm -hmm. Matt? Mm -hmm. Matt? Me? Yes, yep. you. No one else. Um. Would you say that this Twinnings, 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 um, hmm. Ultra ch Chai Ultra tea is your cup of tea or not your cup of tea? Wow. Thank you for so much for asking. I, yeah. Did we, did we discuss this on the podcast, Twinnings or Twinnings? I think we, I feel like it came up. I don't, uh, I'm certain we have. I don't remember when. Well, um, yeah, this is my cup of tea. I'm glad it didn't turn out bad now i want to drink the rest. i mean i hope i have a whole box of it now so i have to drink the rest of it um i want to update from last week have you finished the plum pear tea are you out of it i did not finish it no wow. i've been trying to go to other teas i finished up um a different tea uh, i've been trying to bounce around a little bit i've been having a lot of different teas okay. but still have a, a little bit of the plum pear left oh i'm supposed to be getting my sips by box tomorrow oh god Really gonna wow. really change my life, I think. Amp it up. <laughs> Amp it up. I might have to. I might have to order new tea soon. I mean, if I run out of enough of these. Oh God! If I was in my own apartment right now, I would be going through so many teas. I should have brought more with me. <sighs> oh. How many teas did you bring with you? <laughs> None. Oh, <laughs> you said more. <laughs> no, I almost grabbed two from school, but I didn't for some reason, and that would have been a really smart decision. Although we've had both on the pod, so. Well, we're going to have more that we've had on the pod again later, so. Um, um, I'm, now, I'm now again out of new teas. Um, I guess tea talk done? I would say that tea talk is complete. Wow, wow, wow. Um, Matt, I want you to know that I talked about pets last week. Um, I remember that. I remember you talking about them. Um... I love all the pets I've ever had, and I, um, you know, I miss the ones that are gone. But that was last week's topic, so I don't know why I'm talking about it, because this week is this week, and I would love to know what your topic is. Thank you. I miss that the topic is gone as well, of the topic of pets. <laughs> I miss that it is gone. <laughs> um, I have a topic this week that I think you would never in a million years have guessed that I would have brought as a topic. Mm. Is that interesting? <laughs> it is. Can I have three guesses? You have three guesses at what this is. Okay, Apple, Apple like brand types. Uh, like the com the company Apple Computers. <laughs> no, like Fuji versus Red Delicious. Oh, 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 the different kinds of apples. That is not my topic. No. No. Um. Uh, my you know, little Apple Computers also not my would not be my topic. <laughs> my Little Pony. Uh, no, I'm not talking about My Little Pony. Not even uh, close, actually. <laughs> um. Boston, the how much the Boston Red Sox suck. <laughs> uh, that would be inappropriate at this time of year since baseball is probably canceled for the whole year. <laughs> Sad face. Mm. Um, I'm just getting to that reality. <laughs> um, that is also not my topic. So you're you're over three. You did not guess it. Wow. Okay. But I'm one for one. I told you you'd never guess. My okay. Topic, what's your so topic? What's one. your topic? My topic this week is somewhat related to what I do for a living, but also related to the greater world, all of technology, and more. My topic is, uh, or should be 
maybe I should say my topic. Yeah, my topic is, <laughs> I was going to say something really dumb. I won't. My topic is algorithms. Algorithms. That's a step-by-step -step procedure for calculations. <laughs> sure is. Um, uh, well, let me, wait, should, maybe I should define it. Um, um, wait, can I tell you why I said that? It's a really sure. bit, it would, that would, that joke would kill in my, my class. Um, but do you know, like, caring and borrowing and how you, like, do math on paper? Sure. Yeah. We, we call that the algorithm. And we tell the kids that an algorithm is a step-by-step -step procedure for solving calculations. Sure, sure. I get it. That class. I thought when you first said it, I thought you meant your improv class. And now I'm realizing it's your class with kids. <laughs> my class with kids, yes. Anyways, that joke would have just gone over so well keep going what what is wow. an al algorithm well in i mean in i'd say in the broad scheme it is taking a series of inputs putting them through a series of steps and then getting an output so it's it's definitely something like computing with the mind doing math problems as you had mentioned or computing on a computer which is more how i deal with them uh in the everyday world and also how people complain about them when they get complained about. I don't know if you know this, but algorithms have had kind of a bad rap lately. <laughs> yeah. The Twitter algorithm, the Facebook algorithm, they're all off the Instagram algorithm algorithm. I'm very anti give me yeah. I, of all the, in, the things I want in the right order. I want Instagram to be in the right order. Yeah. And Twitter, you can put in the right order if you press the like little button. <laughs> I know, but I don't care about it so much with Twitter. I just want it on Instagram. Um, maybe someday. Uh, well, you know, people say the algorithm and they talk about the Instagram algorithm, but really they mean like a whole bunch of algorithms because there's like tons of them. There's, uh, you know, when you come, so first I'll, I'll say some basic algorithms that we yes, all please. know and love. <laughs> okay. What are some of them? Uh, Google maps. I love Google if maps. You want to get, you want to get directions? Your input are, is the, uh, your address and the destination. The algorithm takes the those two inputs and goes like, how am I going to get somebody from there to there? And then the output is those directions that they give you. You know, that's the Google Maps algorithm. Okay. Um, Spotify, like recommended lists. Or I guess, I don't know, does Apple do those too with Apple Music? <laughs> um, I think so, but I don't have I don't have Apple Music anymore, so. You have Spotify? Yeah. Or nothing? Spotify. <laughs> Uh, so like those recommended playlists, they're like the Spotify daily. I don't have Spotify myself, but like those are algorithms, but the inputs are the music you've been listening to lately, um, for you, mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, Lizzo and Lord. Thank you so much for knowing that. <laughs> and the output is, uh, some other musicians you might like, um, <laughs> if you like those three musicians. Okay. Um, I'm trying to so think of your... who, who they've given me recently. Yeah. It's Sarah Bareilles. Well, there you go, Sarah Bareilles. I was going to try, but then I realized I would not know who those three inputs would give you. Um, maybe like Adele? Hmm, that, that might could come be. out? Yeah. Something like that. But that's Spotify's algorithm. That would not exist without algorithms. Um, and um, yeah, all the inputs of people. And, I, and honestly, it, it's, it's lots of inputs because it's taking in not just your tastes, but it's over time taken in other people's tastes and what they will listen to. Uh, for instance, I like an app called Last.fm, which tracks all your music listening yeah, um, stuff. It. And it finds a thing called like neighbors. And a neighbor is somebody who has similar music tastes to you. Uh, and that can be helpful because not only, uh, well, you can make friends on the app, but <laughs> you can also like, if they listen to, a lot of similar music you do, but they have like a couple of things that are different, then you're like, hey, maybe I would like those things that they listen to that I don't already know about. And it's all because of algorithms. <laughs> um, okay. So now that we have a really good understanding of what an algorithm is, what's your favorite algorithm? Algorithm. Is it is it uh is it the last FM one? Uh the most useful one to my day to day is probably the last FM one. <laughs> Um, or yeah, cause I do listen to like, I do, I literally have, there are musicians that I've started listening to regularly because they've been recommended on last FM. The most popular of them or the one that I've grown to love the most is, uh, is the artist K-Flay. You do like K-Flay? I know entirely, 
I love Kay Flay. I know entirely about her because of Last FM, so uh, um, that worked out good. Do you know where the name Algorithm comes from? No. Do you? Um, <laughs> I don't remember the exact reasoning, but it's named after a mathematician from the Middle East whose name was like Al Gore. That's like, that was Al part Gore? of his name. I'm, I'm going to look it up, but I to remember his last name, but it has like Al Gore in it. Not Al Gore. I thought I was going to get an Al Gore joke. Oh, no, you, you definitely weren't. You were like... I, was give, I was giving fully <laughs> serious. Algorithm etymology. <laughs> I, I did briefly look at the algorithm Wikipedia today, but I didn't need to read much because I already know a lot about them. <laughs> um, okay. The Arabic source Al-Khwarizmi, the man of Khwarizm, was the name given to the 9th century mathematician Abu Jafar Muhammad Ibn Musa. There you go. I don't know if that wow. made sense to anyone, but... Yeah. There you go. We got it. <laughs> um, I write... So I, so I, for my job, am doing algorithms kind of a lot. So I don't really talk about my job much on the podcast, but <laughs> I, um, I do email marketing... And I'd say like the most common things that I do with like algorithms are basically we, you know, we monitor how people interact with our emails mm -hmm. and this is a thing everyone should know. And it's been happening for the last 30 years. <laughs> it's not new. Um, but uh, any activity you take on emails typically is, is tracked by somebody. Uh, if somebody's not tracking it, they're, they're uh, not really doing it right. <laughs> when you're talking about like, you know, uh, promotional stuff, newsletters and whatnot. And, uh, you know, we'll decide to send people emails based on, um, past activity. Um, follow-up emails are like a common thing, like, oh, this person enjoyed this thing. So we'll send them this other email. Um, so when you say, sorry, when you say that they enjoyed this thing, is that just through email or from their like purchase history? Like they clicked on oh, this yeah, link in the email. And so they might yeah, like, so I don't do, uh, so I don't do transactional things like that. I don't, that's not where I work, but, um, something like Amazon, that would be like their algorithm, like, uh, or, you know, Etsy or something like that, where it's like, oh, you bought, um, you know, these decorative coasters or something like that. Yeah. So then their algorithm says, Hey, this person likes decorative coasters. <laughs> so then they might say like, Hey, do you want to buy more decorative coasters? Okay. And uh, really, any any kind of recommendation, basically any recommendation out there for anything is going to be an algorithm of some kind. And yeah, it's either in the email system um, or like personalization. A lot of times when you get like ads, I mean, those are all algorithms, like when they're tracking you. Um, those aren't actually the most complicated ones because usually it's just like, oh, this person visited Apple.com. Now let's give them Apple ads. Yeah. And, you know. That's pretty straightforward, like pretty straightforward. But sometimes if you're more clever as an advertiser, you can think like more deeply about that kind of stuff. So like when um, you say think more deeply, like a person goes to the Apple website and so you give them ads for games you could use I, on your Apple phone. Yeah, I mean, I would just say like generally those kinds of ads aren't that clever at like any kind of like cookie based thing where you're just like, they visited this website, so let's show them ads. I mean, that's like a pretty straightforward algorithm. There's nothing complex about that. Um, and it's hard to make it any more complex. I mean, the one of the companies that is often thought of as evil with algorithms is maybe Facebook who does like, you know, they put like little apps on all kinds of websites. And anytime there's one on a website, like they're tracking you. <laughs> um, or, you know, I don't want to, I don't mean to scare people about that, but it's just like Facebook has a lot more data than you think they would because they have all these little bugs on different websites and things yeah. like that. So they know, like when they're advertising something to you, they know you a little bit more in depth than say like those regular tracking cookies, which just know like, oh, I went to such and such website. Cause that's not, that's not really that advanced. I, I'll give you an example. Yeah. So I bought a Samsung Galaxy the uh, S20, I bought it like I was going to buy it when it came out. I did buy it when it came out. But when I bought it, I like went to their website because I needed to either like register it or just or maybe it was just like update my account or whatever. 
And then I started getting ads for the thing, but I just bought the thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need ads for the thing I just bought. That's a, that like, and so, you know, for the next week or so, I just keep seeing all these ads for Samsung, but that's just a waste of their money because the algorithm behind that is like not very sophisticated. I looked up um, uh. how to buy Sims the other night and I keep getting ads for it, but I couldn't buy it because of my yeah. Mac, which is fine because I didn't need it, but, but I keep getting so many ads for it. Yeah, there's another example because like just because you search for a thing does not mean that you're going to even buy it because it turns yeah. out you can't. <laughs> I made the decision already not to slash uh, the decision was made for me. There you go. Um, and that's like another, I mean, those ads, the way they work is a whole other algorithm like every time or the way that they pay for them is a whole different thing. So if they show you an ad, that's called an impression. Um, and then if you go and actually click on it and buy the product that's called a conversion and so that's like a whole other thing you can plug into your algorithm or whatever but that's how those sort of work and that's how they get charged so like a conversion costs more money than an impression um and a conversion is obviously worth a lot more money than an impression is because just seeing the ad is basically worthless if i <laughs> unless they convert what it, is it different if i like i'm scrolling through instagram i see an ad for i'm gonna say yep. birchbox yep if I so if I just scroll past it, that's an impression. But what if I tap it and just go to the website, but ended up not buying it? Oh yeah, so actually that would be an engage. An engagement is when you don't buy. So you you can either have an impression, an engagement, or a conversion. And do they? And get, really, I mean, you have all three of them. <laughs> and do they get paid for more for engagement than impression? Uh, I don't really know, but I would assume. I would assume. A lot of that, well, a lot of it is like just you you should be hitting certain benchmarks. So like if you're not getting a certain number of engagements with the number of impressions you're getting, that means your content is probably bad. Like think about something on Instagram in that way. That's maybe like, you know, a good product, a good ad. Like it, it, it really shows the product off, mm -hmm. but isn't like creative or clever or artsy. So like you might have lower engagement, but because people aren't liking it because they're like, oh, that's not that good of a picture. Yeah. But maybe because it's factually based, it's getting a high number of conversions because people are like, oh, but I could use that product. Okay. <laughs> um, so like impressions with no engagement would show you like, yeah, you probably aren't being super clever. But if your conversions are still high, you might not care. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm trying to think of another ad that I've gotten recently. Um, so this doesn't also have to all be about ads, but yeah. I know, but I do think it's interesting, but we can move on from this because I can't think of anything more right now. Uh, we can go back if you want to. Okay. But yeah. Uh, this is sort of about, I mean, I don't really do those kinds of ads at my job. I just happen to know also a decent amount about how that works. <laughs> but uh, that's actually, there's a difference. There's direct marketing, um, which means you're marketing to specific people, which is generally like a mailing list, either um either an email mailing list or an actual physical mail mailing list mm -hmm. so like you know when a credit card company sends you an application in the mail that's direct marketing yes because they know who you are mm -hmm. you know they're sending they're saying like to emily riggins from you know chase bank or whatever yeah um and then there's uh i'm forgetting the name of it but then there's like because i don't uh, that's not that's so that's kind of the kind of marketing i do yeah and then the other kind is more general when you just like see a commercial on TV, like, you know, anyone can see that or yeah. um, things like that. And then like online stuff can be either way. Like, you know, a company can just pay for like, say they just want ad space and they're paying for it no matter who sees it. That's not direct marketing. But then if you're dealing with like cookies and things like that, then that's they're trying to they know who they kind of know who you are. And the thing is, is like it's easier to measure direct marketing because like you know how many people saw it and you know how many people responded to it. Mm -hmm. I get a lot of ads and I respond to a lot of ads for um, like dumb phone games. Like I'll be on a dumb phone game and I'll see an ad for one and I'll see it a few times. And then eventually I'm like, oh, maybe I'll check out this game. Um, and I know that it's it's being done to me. And but I still I still I just like I just like those games. They know how to market to me specifically yeah it's not always uh, sometimes people can be creeped out but it's 
and I, I am honestly am a person who's not really into that kind of thing, but um, I know how it works. So I'm also not as like scared by it, you know, like I'm not worried about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but if like something gets advertised to you and you're like, that is a good thing. It's not the worst thing to happen. You can buy it yeah. and feel okay about yourself. <laughs> if you want to stay hidden, you can try and like uh, open an incognito window and order it from there. And then maybe they won't, uh, they won't think it's you. Although there's also ways of, uh, as a programmer, there are ways of knowing if the one person is the same person, even if they're trying to hide their identity. <laughs> there's an algorithm for that? Uh, yeah, well, I could. there is, and I could write one. <laughs> okay, uh, so let's go back to algorithms generally. Yeah. Um, what are some things that we don't think of as algorithms that are? Well, I think that that comes down to like the evil versus non-evil thing because people, you know, will hate like, oh, I hate the Instagram one because it's not in order anymore. Or I hate the Facebook one because it's causing the alt-right to infiltrate the rest of humanity. (laughs) Um, And I agree with both of those statements. But then there's also just like, I mean, the Google Maps example or the Spotify ones, those are algorithms. Um, The way Uber decides how to pick you up and like what to charge you, that's an algorithm. Um, Well, I think the way they charge us is bad, but I like the way they pick us up. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's... um, Hypothetically, it's efficient how they're doing it. Uh, I guess it's like it's annoying that you are getting charged, but it's better than like if they were like, okay, well, we're just going to charge you like way more money than we normally would. Yeah. And um, anytime something like anytime you get like autocomplete when it's like you're typing in Google search and it's like filling up the rest of it. I mean, that's an algorithm based on what other people have searched for in the past. Can I ask you a question based on basically what I'm seeing behind you? Sure. Would you say that building Legos is an algorithm? Because your input is all of the blocks. The algorithm would be the directions and the output would be the finished product. Am I am I thinking about this right? Yeah, that would be right. Okay. Just a set of directions. Um, I can see Matt's Legos like, behind his head. Yeah, they're back here. They're all <laughs> over me. They're on all sides of me. <laughs> um, yeah, it's any. it's really any kind of set of directions. Um there's some like computational aspect to it. So I guess I'd think um, maybe it's like multi-part, like almost with Legos, like they're sending me the, they're sending me the right things, but there's also like a level of like me counting out the right number of pieces and, and identifying the right colors. Like not only are there directions, but I have to be the one like computing the directions. Like, yeah. So I'm the computer running the Lego instructions algorithm. Okay. That way. <laughs> okay. Because uh, it requires me to be able to know what the different colors are. I'm interpreting the instructions. Like, like if you just put Legos and instructions together, you're not going to, there's nothing's going to happen. Something has to like. There, yeah. A computer needs to run it. Yeah. And my brain is that computer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, and uh, I did, I did actually want to get into bad algorithms. That was like okay, something what are I some, wanted to kind of get into. <laughs> what are some bad algorithms? So um, one thing that people probably don't think of as an algorithm, although it is, is how the government is gerryman or how anyone gerrymanders um, congressional seats. <laughs> so that's one big gerryman or that's one big algorithm that they're doing. They're putting in all the inputs of like all the red, blue, independent voters, um, taking into account race and um, religion and all all the things that they have like access to through the census. Yeah. They are putting them through a computer and drawing the maps. Like that's why they look weird because a computer's doing it. I mean, it's not really that a person is like filling out a grid to figure it out. Yeah. That is a, uh, that is an algorithm and they're running like models and they probably run it multiple times. Anytime you hear about a model, so like election predictions or things like that, those are always, there's an algorithm. You know, they wrote yeah. the algorithm and it figures it out and it tries to and it, um, run it like thousands or millions of times to get the results. And so like yeah. gerrymandering or polling, average polling data, those are all algorithms. Um, and gerrymandering is off, off, obviously in uh no matter who, I, I'd say no matter what you feel about politically, sh- you should think it's an evil thing. 
Yeah, uh, I mean, it's just it's just making it so people's votes don't matter as much, depending on where they're at. Yeah, that's what they're trying to do. And actually, you had mentioned uh, baseball to me earlier, and this is not a bad algorithm, but it is an example of how algorithms can be tricky. So for there's actually a 30 for 30 documentary from ESPN about this. And um, I want to say it's called The Schedule Makers or something. And for a long, long, long time, there was these, this, this married couple that basically hand did the baseball schedule every year mm -hmm. because there's actually like a lot of inputs to it. Not only do you have, there's the 30 teams. Yeah. And they have to play half of their team, half their games at home, half them away. They have to play a certain number of them against their, their own division yeah. and a certain number against like the other league and has to sort of be balanced in a way. And then there's also like a lot of specifics, like, um, for example, like in a normal baseball season, every Patriots Day, which is a holiday in Massachusetts, um, when they run the Boston Marathon, every Patriots Day, the Red Sox have to play at home. Yeah. So now, like, there's things like that, or it's like, okay, every Fourth of July, there's always a game uh, in Washington D.C. So you have like these other constraints, and, and also things like concerts, right? Like this. Well, baseball games have pref baseball games have precedence over anything else in that stadium. Okay, because I know sometimes in like basketball and hockey, like there'll be like a like sometimes in Ohio, there's like this rodeo where the Blue Jackets play, so they can't like even though probably the Blue Jackets get precedence, that whole like however long the rodeo is there, they don't they can't play there. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how that might be something they do ahead of time or not. I don't know how lenient that kind of thing is with with the baseball stuff. I know like the schedule is so complicated in this way that I don't know if they have to have like the baseball schedule out first before they can book things. I mean, the next year's baseball season is out like super early. Like mm -hmm. they do it pretty quickly. Um and then uh yeah, but they take it or, or well, actually, football games are a big thing because sometimes there are, are baseball stadiums and football stadiums that either use the same park or use the same parking lot. Yeah, which is how it is in like Baltimore. Um, in Baltimore, they can't have a baseball and a football game happening at the same time because uh, they you share that that lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so things like that. And then just like other preferences, like there's certain teams that are like, we want this day. Um also, there's such thing like people go on like stretches like they go, you know, you do like two or three series in a row yeah. that are either home or away. You don't go like home away, home away, mm -hmm. you know, and the series are all three or typically three to four games long, yeah. like one team. So it's so complicated. There's so many inputs that they actually for a very long time could not do an algorithm for it because they just didn't know how to create one so complicated. <laughs> And so it was just these two people who like knew how to do it with like pen and paper and spreadsheets and stuff. And they would, um, they just did it by hand every year. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's a, yeah, it's a pretty cool 30 for 30. I, I don't, I haven't watched many of them, but it's, it's a cool episode of that. And, uh, is it done by an algorithm now? And yes. Yeah, so actually it is now done by an algorithm, but it's, it struggles. Like they, people complain about it like they complain about the Instagram algorithm that it's like not quite right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it still requires like tweaking and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, that's like an example of something that was just like too complicated for it. I mean, if you put enough effort into it, you could probably figure it out. But it, it's there's so many like, like when you have a lot of caveats, like the, the benefit of an algorithm is if things are semi-consistent. But when you have to keep adding in different like, except for this, except for this, except for this, like, it gets more and more complicated and less and less work, less and less workable. Mm -hmm. And you can always make it work, but it's just less efficient on behalf of the algorithm. Um, Are there any other bad algorithms? Yeah, so I, I actually thought about making my topic uh, Facebook. <laughs> and I was actually just going to talk about Facebook, but then I kind of realized the bigger problem I have with Facebook is that and, and a lot of social media to be honest is the algorithm that like drives a lot of it so there's obviously like the fake news algorithm that people dislike yes. and I dislike and that is the idea and that is sort of this general toxic idea on social media that you need likes yeah 
It's the same reason that there's clickbait articles online. You know, uh, like I was saying earlier about impressions and engagements and either it's actually either click-throughs or conversions. A click-through yeah. is like if you see a headline and you like it, you click it. So all these algorithms are based on that stuff. Yes. And that's why people write these like crazy headlines and why, you know, people hate clickbait, but it's like, why, why did people do it? Because it makes them their money. Yeah. You know, if Facebook wasn't rewarding and, and that's the thing, it's like, not only does it help, like if you're just on, you know, a website and you want to write flashy headlines so that your article on that website gets boosted, that's like sort of fine, I guess it's not really hurting anybody. But when you start publishing things to Facebook and people are clicking on the link in Facebook because it's a catchy headline, what that tells Facebook is it says like, oh, let's people are clicking on it. Let's move it up in our ranking. Yeah. Let's make it show shown to more people. And um, that leads to obviously like people exaggerating more, people lying more, people just doing anything yeah. eye catching. And and the thing is, is like that is deceptive behavior is rewarded. Yes. <laughs> and it's uh, that is an example of a bad algorithm that it's like the reason Facebook hasn't fixed it, nor do they do they think it's bad is actually to them. It's good. <laughs> They they want you to be clicking on stuff too. They want you to be engaging in things. And they see it as a negative for them to fix the algorithm because it's not actually beneficial to them in any way. It's not broken to them. <laughs> no. It's the brokenness is a feature, <laughs> not a bug. Yeah. Um and you know, like the same thing, like these Facebook pages that are putting out, you know, uh or I should say false news to not be alarmist about it, but you know these pages that post that kind of stuff and things like that, like the fact that they have like all these followers and all these people engaging, it's like, yeah, Facebook loves that stuff. And also these pages, like oftentimes they pay to like promote their things, which isn't, yeah. that's not bad in, of itself, but Facebook is not going to, you know, close, you know, they're less likely to close these accounts or, or ban these accounts or suspend them because they're, paying for ads and like that's they're how they make money i mean facebook does not make very much money off your you know you or i just existing on yeah, there yeah i don't need... think i've ever given facebook uh, any of my money no and uh so that's the evil part and and uh and that's why that happens it's all the it, that's like why people blame the algorithm but it's not really algorithm's fault it's their algorithm's fault they need a better algorithm to not reward certain like certain kinds of behavior. I don't know. I mean, sometimes liking is great, but I think maybe the the problem is um, they're not taking into consideration like the kind of response things get, the kinds of comments things get, the they're also, um, things like that. They're also not thinking as, I mean, I, I think of Facebook and like Twitter, they're like news sites, but Facebook won't acknowledge that. Like they think they're just like a social platform. Yeah, I mean they want to be they want they want to be able to just set an algorithm and let it go. Yeah. And then that, and then then they're just like aggregators as they like as I think they like to be referred to. But uh the thing is is like we're living in a place now where like the things they've written, you know, maybe they wrote them 10 years ago, it's probably pretty similar algorithms to back then. But um I mean even Google like the way Google ranks websites is generally um is generally with People search a term, you know, they search Emily Riggins and then TBD is like the first result or whatever because yeah. people have searched your name before and they've clicked on TBD like, oh, that's what I want. Um, and so like search engines have worked that way for, you know, uh, 25 years now or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, that's all. I mean, Google search, that's all an algorithm. Mm -hmm. And that's and yeah, Google ranks things. Up. That's why people do like paid search on Google. I don't need to get into that. <laughs> But uh, but that's how all that works. But I think there's like uh, people have it, the whole thing is people have realized how they can exploit it. Yeah. And I think the difference maybe between Google and Facebook in this why why Google doesn't really get shade in this one particular way is because Google is not even though there is Google News, most of Google is not news. Um, yeah. You know the main tab is just searching generally for things. You know maybe at the top it'll have the news where Facebook is generally more current events. And so it kind of needs a better algorithm to filter out, uh, 
either like sensationalized things or or lies and i know that's like that's i'm not here to say i know how to like solve the problem <laughs> but sort of like how i was saying with the baseball schedule it's like sure it's a harder algorithm but it's one that you can build if you want to and facebook does not want to <laughs> um and i'll say like i feel i feel the wrath of this usually when i because i'm not a big facebook user and I, i'm on there but i don't use it a lot and, yeah um when I do things like post my sketch, for instance, on there, there's actually two things going against me. Um, one is that it is an external website. It's it's my sketches go to YouTube, yeah. and Facebook does not like sending people away from its website. Makes That's sense. sort of sort of obvious. Um, yeah. Although if they were treating all posts fairly, they would be fine with it. Uh, I would sort of I would kind of lean that way. Like it's. Sure, it's better for their business that they're doing it the way they want to. But I, if I had my way, <laughs> they would um, they would treat all posts equal, whether they're leaving or they're staying. I don't know. Um, if it was a fair, if it was a fair system, I would say yeah. it would be that way. It's not a fair system, and I'm not whining that it's not fair. I'm just pointing it out. <laughs> um, but and then the other the, thing, yeah, uh, the other thing is just like, you know, you have to ride. You have to like play the game of like posting at the right time, uh, hitting the right people, having the right other people somehow engage with your thing. Yeah. And it's like so many weird things out of your control that it's like hard for little old me to get a whole bunch of people to look at my stuff, my sketches. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like that with Instagram too. Like the best times are post to post are like 3 a.m. and 5 p.m. or something like that. Yeah. And it's weird that like people have been able to exploit that and know that like you shouldn't, a, a, if it's trying to be a good website, good algorithm, and all that, it should—it's short of—it should sort of be ungameable. You shouldn't be able to game the system in any kind of meaningful way. But it's just how like people put congrats and stuff like in their Facebook posts to try to like cheat the system. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like we shouldn't know that that works. Like that's really kind of honestly kind of bad on Facebook's behalf that we have any idea of how to like hack. I mean, it's hacking it really. It's making it work yeah. in a way it wasn't intended to. And it has good intentions. I mean, sure. The word like congrats or congratulations, they should be scanning for that. But people picked up pretty quickly <laughs> that it helped that that it's, get things into yeah. your feed. Yeah. You can like, you can spam it and, and make it uh, work in a way that's it shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that's, and I, I just use the word spam, but I mean, you know, we don't think about it when people are doing it on Facebook, but it's the same thing as like how you get junk email, you know, uh, it's bad. It's malicious. We shouldn't be getting it. <laughs> um, and thankfully the Gmail is. algorithm can, can take it out for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, and sometimes they just filter things into promo folders. Ugh, yeah. Love that. Love that folder. Don't have to see all my junk. <laughs> I, uh, I I actually think I got a little algorithmed with my most recent sketch because I realized it's like a it's a parody of a commercial, but I kind of was like, oh, I wonder if YouTube like parses it that it is a commercial, like it like it somehow yeah. takes data out of it and like sees like this looks like a commercial, but it it's not really a commercial. It's not selling an actual product. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a it's a parody. It's a parody, but like I almost I kind of. I I have a I have a suspicion not like for any real reason but I was like huh I bet things like this get flagged as like ads <laughs> even though they're not really like in their internal algorithm thing yeah you know um hey hey you all at home can beat the system by watching my video and liking it and sharing it <laughs> <sighs> um, um do you have anything else you want to say about algorithms I think I've said my piece um. I will I will end by saying there are many algorithms in your life. Uh, most of them are neutral. <laughs> some of them are good, some of them are bad. Wow. Um, and don't and... just say like I hate I hate I hate the algorithm or I hate algorithms. I've like literally heard that kind of stuff like algorithms are ruining our lives and things like that. But um, not overall, you know, there's some, there's some ones out there you really like. <laughs> um, um, and I will actually, I have a pop culture reference to put okay, this your perspective. The, uh, the current season of Westworld <laughs> is dealing with this where they're living in a future 
where you see Aaron Paul's character. I don't remember his name in the show, but the guy from Breaking Bad. Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Jesse Pinkman. His whole life in uh, Westworld is like, you find, you. I mean, we're early in the season, but you find out that like he, uh, his whole life is determined by algorithms and he has like very little control over his life. And it's sort of like, relates into the Westworld, like robots, like not only do the robots not have any control because they're being told what to do and are running algorithms, mm -hmm. but it turns out regular people are sort of being run by algorithms too, which that's like, uh, you could say that's happening to us right now where some of our decisions get pushed by algorithms, but yeah. Um, I'm going to go to what I want to transition to now. Okay, you ready? Yes. Um, Speaking of algorithms, you should go help ours um, by go like going on Facebook and liking our stuff and going on Instagram and liking our stuff and sending us emails telling us you like our stuff and going, this is the most important one, go to mm -hmm. iTunes or any, your favorite podcast way to view, give us five star, give us a five star review because I think the, somehow the algorithm makes you go up higher. Yeah. On the track. There is an algorithm in there somewhere. The best thing you can do is subscribe and share. <laughs> do those things <laughs> um that's actually you know keep uh you know the stuff you share is how the algorithm sees you so if you want to get if you want to boost the signal of things you know uh that you like uh post things that you do like and also don't post things that you hate sometimes people post things and they like rip on them or whatever but it's like that's actually helping them too <laughs> even if you do a retweet and you write like a snarky headline above you know something by a really some sort of messed up website that is still helping that website out <laughs> <sighs> that's why you have to take a screenshot and then take do your rant yeah always rant on screenshots um but yeah and also check out my check out my sketch <laughs> i wanted to, that was my one plug and i plugged it several times earlier but this is now the time for it <laughs> i have no plug over here um all my stuff okay. is canceled forever except for this podcast that's true my plug is this podcast. Uh, keep listening to the very end. There's only a few more seconds left. <laughs> uh, you good, Emily? Yep. All right. Well, I've been Matt Armando. I've been Emily Riggins. And this has been TBD. With Matt Emily. Thank you. Bye. Bye.